0: Two and a half years since Mind Podcast started, we could not have reached here without your support. Thank you. If you like new voices, fresh voices, and irreverent voices, do support Mind Podcast. Click on the pinned tweet on MindMakers or visit Mind.net. Thank you.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this all-new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia, and together with me is Sonanda Vashisht. How are you doing today, Sunanda? Good, I'm good. How are you?
0: Oh, uh, nice.
1: It's finally chilly in Houston, so yes. I'm very happy. <clears throat>
0: it's chilly in Houston. It's chilly in Delhi. It's chilly everywhere. Huh. And we're
1: very happy to that joining us from uh, maybe chilly, not-so-chilly Delhi is a uh, scientist, author, columnist, and, uh, and, and uh, I, I was going to say... Uh, Hypocrisy buster of, of Twitter, Anandra, Anand Ranganathan.
0: <laughs> oh, hi,
1: so nice to be here. Ha, hi, pl- Anand. Is, uh, glad to have you on. <laughs> I,
0: am, I am delighted that Anand is on the show today because a lot of people, the nation wants to know who is real Anand Ranganathan because everyone, a lot of people think that, you know, you, you have a serious day job, Anand, but people don't think you do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that works fine with me to be honest you <laughs> Aj- know being told on my non-serious job <laughs> I know so Anand
0: Aj- Aj- I- is a no I have to tell people Anand is a pretty serious guy I have met him he's a pretty serious looking guy but just don't go by his um, tweets and hypocrisy busters <laughs> and don't go by but his finest way we could um, you know uh, two things that really stand out in Anand's listening is that he is a fellow Stefanian he's from my college and he's a my Mysore
2: pack
0: um, fanatic <laughs> yeah. uh, out of those
1: two you know which one i would choose right yes <laughs> <laughs> obviously the mysore pack of course of course blue, blue invention uh, so <laughs> so you had to put it out there <laughs> just uh, truth a invention but so we, we, we are thinking that we, we you know political debates or debate it will be more fun <laughs> So but but uh, first of all before we g- go ahead with the podcast I wanted to congratulate you Anand I read the article in the Hindu and amazing achievement thank you thank you and um, again this is for your non controversial day job so if <laughs> if people don't know what I'm talking about go to the Hindu and check out the the amazing uh, breakthrough breakthrough yeah. see I was I, I didn't want to use the word invention I mean you could use but breakthrough is yeah. more
0: uh, likely um, to Anand in 30 seconds could you tell people who you know lesser mortals like me what is this research about is this new drug for malaria so
2: basically what we have done is we have uh, deciphered a mechanism unknown mechanism through which uh, the parasite malaria parasite gains entry into the red blood cells mm-hmm. and that is, the, uh, that is the stage the blood stage that actually really causes the disease so, once you've deciphered this mechanism, so the, the parasite very cleverly uses two of its own proteins uh-huh. that latch on to two human proteins. So, it's actually using the human proteins to get in. Wow. Once it, yeah, once it does so, then the infection happens. So, uh, once we've once deciphered this, uh, instead of attacking the malaria proteins with uh, a drug like molecule, We decided why not we attack the human proteins because these are the proteins that are aiding the malaria parasite and at the same time normally what happens is when you when you develop any drug for example penicillin Mm. against uh, that was against I mean it's an antibiotic uh, or any other drug that actually targets the bacteria or the virus or the fungus or the parasite. So what happens is, you know, these things. We may think we are sitting on top of the uh, the life form pyramid. It's hardly the case. You know, we're probably at the bottom, languishing somewhere, mm-hmm. hanging on to a branch. Mm-hmm. The real kings are the kings and queens are the bacteria and the viruses. And you know, in, in five or six years, uh, through rampant use of antibiotics, they actually you know develop resistance against the drug. As a result, you know, as we know the case is, uh, the case in tuberculosis, you know, there, there are, there are, there are strains right now, uh, one that was discovered by Professor Udwabia that's called TDR, that is totally drug resistant tuberculosis. So what has happened is because of the rampant use of these drugs, uh, tuberculosis has actually developed resistance to all the 12 frontline drugs. Wow. wow and the reason for that is that these drugs are targeting the bacteria that is so clever that reproduces so fast that yeah. it actually uh, changes the shape which is being attacked the shape of the protein so the drug is no longer capable of uh, you know attacking the the protein or incapacitating the bacteria so here what we've done is we've actually attacked the human protein that is useful for the pathogen to gain entry yeah. now the advantage is that you can actually, uh, this can work across all resistant strains because, because we are not attacking the parasite protein, mm-hmm. we are attacking yeah. the human protein that cannot change its shape. Right. The uh, obvious disadvantage is that, uh, you know, the human protein obviously is, has some use for humans as well. Right,
0: right, right. So,
2: right. Uh, any drug that we have is actually going to, uh, uh, you know, have some effect. In fact, you know, that, that that is the next stage that we want to uh, delve into, find out if we can minimize that effect so that... Uh, you know once we inactivate the human protein only malaria is affected only the parasite is what affected a
0: break. the humans mm-hmm. aren't. what
1: a break congratulations, congratulations to you congratulations to you uh, my, my uh, I was going to joke with Sunanda that our uh, 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 an informed intervention would be as informed as a civil engineer could make on this <laughs> <laughs> that we have absolutely um, I mean because uh, you you delved you explained it beautifully so yeah. I, for people who 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 still want to do research I mean there's going to be lots of material Yes. Available about this. I'm sure you guys must be authoring papers as well on yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so yeah. um, do that. So um, mo- moving to the news of the week uh, portion of this podcast, a lot of things dominated the news this week. Uh, first was the international news where we heard about Robert Mugabe and the Zimbabwe issue. The 19th, Finally,
0: uh, I, I mean, hmm. from the time I actually remember, from hmm. you know, I have always <laughs> known the, uh, Robert Mugabe as the a lot of a lot President of people of, would be would,
1: a lot of people would say the same thing about congress and sonia gandhi but, <laughs> 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 but you
0: know, there is some semblance of you know something there democracy there but i mean not in aicc but, but in not in aicc but in india so no, because
1: but, even the congress presidential elections were announced now yeah. so congress and Zimbab somebody Zimbabwe said
0: somebody said in aicc Congre- uh, presidential elections uh, in exit polls Rah- rahul gandhi is leading <laughs>
1: I, I don't know where were the leaders exiting from when they were pulled, but anyways. Uh, so so
0: that was the thing. Yeah. Uh, the... But but good, you know, Robert Mugabe no, no. on a serious note, these were all people who came with a hope. For, um, Zimbabwe and uh, it didn't go very well um, you know all these revolutions don't end well and this one didn't end um, well as well Zimbabwe known as the bread basket of um, Africa has seen very very tiring times and with the economy going completely bust it was just important that um, uh, you know Mugabe is um, you know thrown out but they have only gone from fire to frying pan the second in chief of Mugabe is 93 years old they have only made sure that his wife who is equally evil is, doesn't get to the power but his second person who is known as some snake or scorpio or something crocodile, crocodile he is in power now so I don't see much hope for Zimbabwe but uh, <laughs> let's see what happens uh, do,
1: do you have anything Anand uh, to say on the Zimbabwe issue or? Uh, you know it's
0: it's uh, actually Suranda put it very nicely
2: because if you remember most of these uh African states, uh, you know, they got independence in the 70s, late 60s, you know, mm. uh, and you have to look at, uh, uh, you know, the history of Africa and how troubled it has been and how how utterly destroyed yeah. uh, it was, you know, through the European intervention. In fact, you know, in um, uh, the, the king of Belgium in the 1880s, uh, you know, Belgium in the Congo were like absolutely horrendous, if you remember. Mm. So he held a conference, I think it was in Austria where, um, it was the Austrian, it was called the, um, the, uh, the Division of Africa or the Distribution of Africa. So basically the European powers, they decided amongst themselves who is going to have what part of Africa. Mm-hmm. And there were so many countries in there that for decades after that conference didn't know that they were now ruled by, for example, Germany or ruled by, you know. Mm-hmm. This was Such the a, utter destruction yeah. and disdain by which, uh, you know, uh, through which the Europeans actually treated the Africans.
1: Yeah. And Zimbabwe, if I'm not mistaken, was earlier called Rhodesia. Rhodesia, so yes.
0: basically.
2: Yes. Based on Cecil Rhodes, you know, yes. the, the, of the infamous,
0: and, uh, some yes. call
2: it famous Rhodes Scholarship, but I don't know. Yeah, would call it <laughs>
0: infamous Rhodes Scholarship, uh, exactly. Uh, it was called Rhodesia yeah, and then it know. was changed to Zimbabwe. Yeah.
2: So, and, uh, uh, you know, he he was basically uh, this diamond trader and, you know, he basically Mm. divided the land and it was called Rhodesia for a long time. And in the 60s, the prime minister was a white man. Mm. And uh, Ian someone, I forget his name. Mm. And then came uh, Mugabe. And, uh, you know, like a lot of other African countries, there was a lot of hope, as Sonanda said. You know, slowly things are going to change. But unfortunately, uh, you know, they turned out to be exactly the same as their white masters. Even worse, in fact. You know, I
1: think it was the same and, uh, problem. The, I mean it was all right for about ten years, yeah. and then after
2: that the whole thing but you know it's not that the the white man or the Western powers did not meddle. I mean, mm. I would say the problems of Zimbabwe are probably sixty to seventy percent uh, because of uh, the meddling of the Western powers. Yeah. I mean we know yeah. Maggie Thatcher's uh, mm. son, for example, and so many other issues you know they, yeah. they had sanctions and then uh, uh, you know meddling and in mm. the economy. And, uh, and by that time, uh, Zimbabwe was totally down the drain and the mm. economy had collapsed and, you know, there was hyperinflation and things of that sort. So now, and you're right, I mean, this crocodile and uh, alligators, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, uh, uh, it's Freudian, you know, the person's called crocodile no, because, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see much, uh, much change awful. happening yeah. in Zimbabwe, to be honest. I, you
1: know? what it, what's so interest-
2: In fact, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Uh, uh, you know, half a dozen African states who actually, who are doing well. Who have future? I mean, I I really can't. You know, can and that enough? well,
1: that well is also subjective, yeah. I Anand. Mean, like I think when you hold up against Zimbabwe, probably they are going growing well. But then when you hold it up, like South Africa probably is one that was doing reasonably well. But if you see the tensions in South Africa as well about the yeah. riots and stuff, oh, yes. yeah. And and one thing I wanted to add also, like I think Zimbabwe and Zambia were the same country, right? They were they were split. Zambia yes. split, and Zambia hasn't done too bad actually. Zambia has done. They even the Victoria falls if i'm not mistaken yes. on the border <clears throat> but 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 again uh, right in the neighborhood of Zimbabwe you have two countries South Africa and Zambia doing reasonably well but Zimbabwe not so and correct me if I'm wrong you guys but I think what changed massively was in 2000s uh, uh, Mugabe had an order uh, saying the uh, because there was a disparity amongst agriculture lands yes. so a lot of land, yeah. white, mm. land was owned by white farmers yeah. which was kind correct. of essential to the I'm not condoning racism but it was essential to the economy of Zimbabwe yes. so rather than ensuring a smooth transition he just said storm the land
0: that's what happens when uh, revolutionaries come to power they only know the revolution they don't understand they don't know the nitty-gritties of governance Mm -hmm. or running the country that is always that is exactly why in every country whether it's communist regimes or anyone where the power has been seized either by the barrel of gun or with coups um, you know uh, they have not been able to take the country out of doldrums Mm -hmm. even after they came even with public support Uh,
2: On the land distribution, I don't, I mean, of course, I I don't know much about it, Mm. but of what I know, I won't really blame Mugabe, I mean, he has so many ills to blame for, Mm. but, you know, on this, I mean, the the white population was what, 1%? Yes, yes, 1% total population and if you remember after our independence Mm. you know uh, had we not had land reforms Mm. it would have led
0: to a calamity yes absolutely
1: so I am not blaming Mugabe for that reform what I am blaming him for is not an orderly transition he just went from 0 to 100 like utter corruption uh utter corruption had he probably thought thought this and not done it
0: half as because Zimbabwe was actually doing reasonably well in the 80s and not just 90s corruption you also have to blame him for um, no democracy whatsoever hmm so that's also thing but I just want to can I just uh, give me a five second thing I just want to tell our um, listeners and you both can tell me you know all this and you look at a broader picture I'm not saying that we look at the, you know there are a lot of issues we face and it's a it's a problem it's a work in progress but overall when I think of India after independence and when I think of how well we have done for ourselves in last 70 years and how India has stood there big and strong and without any interference from any foreign country, I just feel so proud of our founding fathers, of our constitution, and everyone who was at the helm of affairs that that time. Hmm
1: points about India that you made Sunanda Uh, moving on from Zimbabwe to other one quick thing and I wanted to plug a piece that was published on Mindmakers a lot of people are not aware of the Chinese angle in Mm -hmm. all this the all of the Zimbabwe controversy so I would urge everyone to read because it's fascinating I mean I personally did not know at all about the Chinese angle so that I thought was very interesting so um, moving on to the news of the week, before we move on to the news of the week, I want to tell you, uh, I want to ask you, uh, Anand, what do you think about Lord McEulay talking about Mysore Park? <laughs>
2: I mean, what's there to talk? We have the original documents. Anyone who has an la- and who has investigated these original Lord Macaulay's and Lord Crinkley Bottom's documents uh-huh. obviously will ascertain to the fact that it was a Tamilian invention. I mean, no, there but, but, no two ways about it. A, a
1: lot of people, I don't know how Crinkley Bottom people thought was a real name anyways. Or is it a real name? I don't know. <laughs> no, you
2: know many people. Interestingly, and I think Sunanda would vouch for this, uh, many people started saying, in fact, there were a flurry of articles uh, maybe a year ago, Saying that sambar is a Maharashtrian invention. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean that that is as ridiculous as saying that you know uh, uh, Rahul Gandhi is uh, Italian. I mean I don't know, you know. So. (laughs) so, uh,
0: No, I remember this. I remember this whole thing. Yes. Uh, Yeah, and what happened? Not many people know this. (laughs) Is
2: that uh, the wife of Lord Crinkly Bottom? Mrs. Sidebottom, you know, <laughs> I, I beg your pardon, Mrs. Softbottom, <laughs> she has actually researched on this and she has got some original documents that confirm that uh, Sambar is a Tamilian invention. <laughs> That's supposed to be my next, uh, not mine, but Times of India's next uh investigation who, i know uh, no, no but
1: sidebottom is actually oh, a name there was an english yes. bowler i think called ryan sidebottom so <laughs> mrs sidebottom might be an actual person <laughs> so, He's is the defendant of lord twinkley bottom <laughs> the i mean on, on
2: the serious note i mean obviously you know we, we can laugh about this but uh you see what happened i mean it is unbelievable you know In, i mean two it's days,
0: shocking you know, like uh,
2: 13 and 14 uh, 13 or 14 media houses took it as serious stuff. I mean, there were radio programs and they were like debates. Somebody went to Sri Krishna so used to ask uh, that person about Lord Macaulay.
0: I mean, this is, so this is new really? right now. Like there are radio programs? Yes. Oh, this goodness. Is, so, my this really tells you, it's actually, you know, we laugh about it, but it's very sad affairs, you know, very, very What's sad. It's, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. So, this tells you that people, you know, all these um, uh, media houses, they do zero research and they have no brains.
1: Hmm. One good thing is at least our prime minister doesn't watch an Indian version of Fox and Friends. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, kya pata? If, if they had carried it, <laughs> there would have been wo.
0: no. I would just say that Anand, I, you have to be very careful. I know uh, satire and all, but next time you 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 know say something in a satirical manner. Pata nahi, ye log kya <laughs> <laughs> you you Sunanda, you're
2: absolutely. You see, this this was all quite funny, but uh, you know, three years ago, I had done a doodle, and uh, that doodle uh, had a letter. Uh, which I had written uh, uh, you know, it was uh, basically uh, a CAG letter Mm -hmm. asking uh, the then tourism minister Chandresh Kumari to make sure that uh, some artifacts from the National Museum, uh, including the Harappan dancing girl (laughs) that had been loaned to uh, some editors in Delhi should be returned (laughs) forthwith. And you know that that letter uh, had you know, uh, basically kind of uh, obviously it was a fake letter but it was done in the style that it looked quite original mm. but obviously if you if you were to read it you would realize and of course it was in a satirical piece so yeah. uh, you know people would realize that it's a satire. but they didn't mm-hmm. and that letter went viral and it was picked up by the the media. So Tribune did a big piece on it. They talked to everyone. They talked to the tourism minister, they talked to the... So BJP alleged that Congress, this was another scam. (laughs) Rappan dancing girl had been loaned to famous editors. And uh, the news reached the Congress and the Congress said there is a conspiracy. So Tribune went and talked to Chandresh Kumari and Chandresh Kumari said, uh, that this is all nonsense and there is there are vested interests i'm serious i'm not joking i know there are vested interests who are after me and uh, i'm going to file for defamation
1: but who wow. is chandresh kumari oh,
2: yes chandresh kumari was the tourism minister in upa she was the last yeah. uh, before NDA came was, was it yeah. chandresh
1: kumari or it was someone else the tourism i thought the tourism minister was Chiranjivi. no before that no, Huh. Yeah. because I, I i i used to always joke no, that But
0: um uh, Anand, this is almost scary this is almost scary maybe if you would were to write you know mm-hmm. we laugh about it but seriously if you were to write something say about something nuclear courts or something tomorrow these people will take it seriously and this could be a huge issue for the country mm-hmm. i mean not you i mean anybody if any of us then, would then, write anything in satire this is very scary then then you would have to now say
1: what
2: I started doing I mean you know obviously this tweet was two-year-old tweet
1: So, you know at that point of time I wasn't very careful right now
2: whatever I do any anything that I uh, image that I Photoshop I put a small kind of you know small print on the uh, bottom right that sarcasm or something like yeah, that
0: yeah sarcasm alert like because what we were discussing in the morning that's because why when you are dealing with i'm sorry when you're
1: dealing with idiots what else can you do ah uh, no no so i was going to say that if anand tweets something about uh, nuclear science you have to allege that your phd in nuclear physics is from the same university as jay Lelitha's phd or something. <laughs> <laughs> at the risk of people, at risk of people. people attacking me so I anyways think. going forward to the other correct i i i have to ask you this since you are in the center of action I never thought a movie like like or Padmavati would still occupy the news cycle two, two weeks later.
0: Two weeks later,
1: it is unbelievable. And I mean, uh, we last last week we had Advaita Kala on our podcast, and three Sunanda me and her we were on the same page that you know this this ridiculous thing about chopping the nose and you know cutting the uh, neck off and stuff is first of all like these idiots should be like thrown out if they are in any political party organizations anything and. It's a damn the movie. point is
0: he has not been thrown out of BJP he was shown given a lame show cause notice which means nothing as all of you us know he was not thrown there was no strict action done against this gentleman from BJP who Ooh. said that he is going to put some bounty or something this is not a discourse uh, that can be allowed um, he was an MP but another thing is people do go and tell me that uh, look at what um, uh, rabri uh, Devi said she said uh, we will cut yeah. uh, prime ministers saying, I am saying even that is terrible even that is terrible I'm not owning any of that but you cannot for a ruling party if the MP is saying that you know putting bounties and all and you are doing this lame show cause notice it just tells me that you're not serious about this and you're not serious about the discourse I'm sorry to say but it, this has really really this is not going to get you any votes any further votes than you already were going to get and this is just making me very very upset
2: Mm. But you know, Sunanda, here is where I am not so sure. You see, I used to think the same, and in fact, uh, Swarajya did a nice piece on it. I think it was it I don't remember that this is competitive jihadism or something like that. It is. It is
0: competitive intolerance. I know the piece. I read it. It is competitive uh, intolerance. No question about it. I mean, if so you go
2: day it's not going to win any votes. I'm not too sure. I because you know, if it uh, if the BJP realized this, because there are enough decent. Uh, uh, you know, reasonable people in the BJP. Of course, of course there are. Mm. But they are all quiet about this. Mm. So, uh, and obviously, you know, nobody in their right mind would probably suggest that Arun Jaitley or Nirmala Raman or Pus Goel or Narendra Modi would actually condone this thing, right? Oh, no,
1: absolutely
2: not. You know, no action is taken. So I think it, it probably has a constituency. It's just that we, uh, uh, you know, uh, are not aware of that constituency. Yeah. I, I think I'm, you know I've changed my view because I've been shouting on this for like you know two, three years now, and uh, no action has ever been taken if you remember there were a, a couple of BJP MLAs who actually uh, went into 50 cuffs in JNK, JNK assembly. nothing happened mm. you know there have been, been many instances where mm. people have you know, have said these things and uh, no action has been taken yeah. so I, I think this and I mean, in this case, it's quite special because uh, you know the the opposition to Padmavati is actually across party lines. Yes, yeah. it is. It is
0: there are as many from Amrinder si- from Amrinder mm-hmm. Singh to yeah. um, Shivraj Johan, everyone.
2: Everyone, you know, and uh, to Vijay
0: Rupani now. So mm-hmm.
2: I think the concept you have to one has to realize this, and I have actually, you know, the constituency very different, yeah. and that constituency doesn't mind such. Um, uh, I won't call it hyperbole this is a direct
1: threat no but th- 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 this actually goes to another thing and me Suranda and me have been talking as as a lover of films and I as a lover of Indian history I would always love films to be made on historic, historical figures like one person whom I would love a movie on was Maharaja Ranjit Singh yeah just yes. you know thing. but if you are not going to be able to criticize the things that you feel
0: strongly about then what the hell is the point I want to say something I want to say something because I feel so strongly about this not for a minute have I said that only Sanjay Leela Bansali has freedom of speech and people who are on the other side don't have freedom of speech I believe that as much freedom of speech we accord to Sanjay Leela Bansali people who protest they also have freedom of speech but what can they do in a democracy in a liberal democracy like like I think India is what can they do if you are making a film against me then I go to the courts I tell them sue um, Sanjali Rabansali sue him bring a court order against him bring a stay order against him and say that this film cannot be released unless you do this involve the courts because this is a democracy we are talking about we are not a banana republic so all I'm saying is that if you do have problems take recourse through valid channels do not go around becoming ones you hate do not become Islamists by beheading and all these that's all I'm saying
1: and if you indulge in hagiographies or documentaries, that's all you want, then there is never going to be disagreements on anything.
2: Of course. Hmm. And we already know that, you know, most of the history books that we've ever been taught
0: hmm.
2: are all hagiographies, you know, it's not, um, uh, they have never given us a balanced view at all. But the more it. I learn being on Twitter hmm. and from you know, a lot of other people, uh, especially through Indology, for example, uh, you know that there is, there is this, this, there is this thing about history that we were uh, never even taught. You know, they were uh, forget about teaching; it mm. never touched us. Oh, I, I want to one last point on this, you Please, know, yes. that you mentioned about, uh, you know, uh, we all remember Atal Bihari Vajpayee. You know, and his famous thing that if you, uh, <clears throat> the answer to. Uh, I can't remember the exact phrase. It the answer I think it's the a answer book, to a good book is a book. You know, like
1: like
2: that. That. So he, he was against ban. Hmm. But you see, and you should remember there was this book on Shivaji. Uh, I think it was by James Lane hmm. and uh, there was a shift in a government at that point of time which was supported by the BGP I think in Maharashtra. Hmm. And they banned it. And Atal Brihari Bajpayee was against that ban. In fact he said, "I this is wrong. But you see, it's all very well for the Prime Minister to say it is wrong, but he should have, you know, he should have stomped his foot there. He said, no, I will not accept this. Hmm. People don't do that. You see, they don't go the last mile. And that is the problem. Hmm. They don't set an example. Had uh, Aadam Vyayvatore said, if you do not remove the ban, I am going to bring your government down because I cannot stand this. These are my principles. So, yeah. at every stage, you have these politicians who say goody-goody things. Now, Shivar, uh, yeah, this guy, not uh, <laughs> I am <I'm> sorry, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Please pardon me. Chashikaroo. On yeah. one hand, he was talking about freedom of expression oh, and all okay. that bullshit. Yes. And suddenly, he he made a U-turn,
0: right? Yes, uh, absolutely. Around
2: uh, Rajput things. And if you look back, you see, he has never con- condemned the banning of uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. And if mm-hmm. you read his books... You would find that he's saying that you know, well, films, films. Actually, you get to learn a lot from films. So, I have not seen him. I have
0: not seen him uh, say anything against the ban of uh, Salman Rushdie's no, books. No. Also, ha, wo So, so this no, is no, but, but, this is Suminda, the high priest of liberalism so, uh, in India.
1: Yeah, <laughs> high priest. <laughs> so um, I have to um, I have to bring two points here, and uh, it kind of ties to what I was going to talk about. Anand series about freedom of expression mm. under Congress and stuff. Key, there are two points. First, what you said about uh, Shashi and stuff, there is this stanza, and I talked about this on the last podcast, uh, in the poem um, uh, about uh, uh, Lakshmi rani. Bhai, Rani Lakshmi Bai. you know, I don't know if you have heard Jansi Wali Rani, Kubla Ladi Mardani, so when Shubha Mudgal sang this, sang this poem in the parliament in 2007, and I saw the recording, it was that line hundred, was omitted, year of it, yeah. 150th year. So can you believe, like we are, like, a poem which is written, from that you are omitting stanzas
0: which is which is wrong you should not do it because it is so it, the line is something sandhi ki thi ne angrezon ke angrezon ke sindhya sindhi ki thi i mean everyone knows what um, all these uh, royals or so to speak rajas and maharajas did during 1857 they supported the british i mean we know this but uh, they did not support the rebels um, or freedom fighters as we now call them and uh, rightly so but to sort of twist it and not say it in the parliament and there is no human cry about it i mean i really thank adit for bringing this up because before him no one had ever known this and when he told me i i actually sat there wide-eyed and i'm like seriously yes.
2: and in my- fact the um uh the whole thing actually was probably even before that the uh, the mp government actually removed this line from the textbooks Wow. So, yes. Yeah, so that is one of the 185 violations of freedom of expression that my thread on Congress is running now. So that is one of the 185 threads. So, in fact, uh, and I'm not very sure, I think it was the BJP government that did it, or, uh, yes,
1: in fact, it was the BJP government. Goodness, can you believe that? Uh, under pressure, actually removed the, the lines from the textbooks. No, nee, Cynthia family is divided into both BJP and Yeah, government. because Cynthia <laughs> family has been both.
0: Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> so, but this is, this, so I mean, if you are going to ignore your own history, sitting in the damn parliament of the country, what is there to be said? I know. Really. So, so I think this was in 2007 when Manmohan Singh was the PM or something, 150 years, years. I if I recall correctly. But that was the first point. Second point was, I had actually seen a couple of episodes of Bharatik Khoj. Uh, and you, 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 you cannot see more than one or two. And I, I'm sure when... Um, <laughs> Yeah, true. At a stretch, true. because it is so colored by the Nehruvian milieu, and, and specifically, I was looking at the uh, thing about uh, Alauddin Khilji and uh, Aryan invasion. To thai. He was clearly talking about Aryan invasion, and uh, a lot of blood uh, boiling will happen when people see it. But Alauddin Khilji and Padmini. And in the end, Nehru says something like it would be erroneous to call it Islamist rule it would uh, it would be same saying same, same that British rule was Christian rule and uh, I was shocked that when you had people like Hilji and Aurangzeb uh, two different things appoint uh, having taxes like jizya on non-muslims and then uh, have converting people and destroying temples. temples how can you not
0: call this Islamist rule yeah.
1: So, you know,
2: you see, here is, If I can come in, you see, I've I have, I have analyzed this a lot because coming on uh, social media has actually, uh, you know, I've learned so much about history. Of course, uh, you know, you learn something and then you go back and then you research on it and then kind of, you know, strengthen your whole argument. And I've realized that this world works in, in the areas of grey okay it is not black and white so i am the odd one out <laughs> so there, you know there are people who admire mao i mean leave alone in china yeah.
0: admire him in india yeah. i think there are more people who admire him in, in india million, than china right now
2: 65 million of his own people yeah i murdered them hmm. till he's on currency notes because he did some good hmm. the same is with tipu you know the guy rebuilt or allegedly rebuilt one month Mm. Uh, okay, and he murdered thousands of people, converted thousands of Christians and, uh, you know, Hindus but because he built that mud, everything is forgiven. Mm. So this grey thing, you know, so, but the grey thing doesn't apply with Hitler, strangely, you know. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't apply with other people. It applies only with Aurangzeb, with Khilji, mm. with um, uh, Iqbal, Sipu. okay, uh, with uh, Sir uh, Sayyid, Sayyid Ahmad Sipu. Khan.
1: And even Winston Churchill, actually, uh, uh, you know, these are the kind of heroes that
2: people are propagating, and uh, you know, sooner or later, you cannot uh, hide history. Okay, so I have read great things about Iqbal all through my life and Sunanda and Adit all you you also would have you yeah, know and what a wonderful poet he was it's only now that I've come to know about. I mean the guy was a shameless fascist and yeah. Islamist and thanks, thanks of a, to you
0: thanks you to too? you I'm I have known yeah. you see
2: I'm not reading history anymore yeah. I can't go anywhere I can't tell people that look this is wrong yeah. because yeah. The, the guy is still there in textbooks yes so, I think and this is one of the really sad things about this government uh, you know it might have done uh, i i'm sure he's done it's done half a dozen good things i think ujwala yojana is one of them but i'm sorry to say as far as education and health is concerned my god it has been a disaster these are the things that it should have really caught hold of you know Mm -hmm. and changed the whole system and it has done nothing i don't
1: know why no and in education especially you are not changing the narrative as much as stopping what is rubbish because um, what you said about sir Syed Ahmad khan right some of the tweets you said i actually went back and i rarely do this but i heard a wire discussion on sir Syed Ahmad khan just to see how the left talks about i mean we can all agree that wire is a Extreme left of left, um yes. and it was amazing, like the kind of hagiography hey that you would yeah. talk about. And had I not read Anand's tweets, and had I been, I don't know, I- maybe, ignorant about this. five years ago, yeah. five years ago, I would have probably taken, i what a great man!" Yeah, and I'm like,
0: yes. <coughs> yeah Sir say, Khan is always considered as someone who some brought education to the Muslims. Of sir AMU. Hmm. Yeah, and all the usual suspects were there. In fact, the guy who wrote
2: that. Uh, shameful piece on true Indology in times of India. Yes. Mm. He was attending that conference.
1: Mm. Actually, I was coming to that and True Indology wrote an excellent rebuttal to that piece in Swarajya mm. So for all the people listening to it, and, and I mean, True Indology is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an asset on Twitter and stuff. He's written for us as well.
0: Some he started thing. his writing career for writing for yes. Mind. So we're uh-huh. very thankful to that. And we yeah. support Wonderful. him completely in all his endeavors and in challenging the uh, historical narratives. Absolutely. So he has all our support Absolutely. completely. Absolutely
1: and so um that that's that's on the history part. so quickly we are in the last uh, home stretch of the podcast, so a final stretch of the podcast mm. or home stretch. So the last ten minutes we'll touch a little bit about the current affairs issues in India and USA and then wrap up with the recommendations further i think uh we had the uh, uh, we, we we alluded to this that the congress party is having elections in uh, in december so any guesses who's going to be the president um <laughs> <laughs> that's right i might actually lead them to some sanity so but uh, no i think the problem is they, they are going for rahul gandhi what is interesting is they are doing it before the gujarat elections
0: they are for sure, they're going
1: to win Gujarat. I mean, lose Gujarat elections. And to... if, the, if, if they actually spring a surprise, you're going to be trolled nth time for no, this No, I am just
0: going to say that there is no question. It's not about BJP or anything. It's just, you know, pure analysis. I mean, I mean, I've read your piece and I've read everybody's piece. So there is no question. But why would they anoint him around that time? I think there is two things. Because after Gujarat, if,
1: if they do lose badly, because Himachal, a lot of people are saying is a lost cause. Yeah. It'll be like he, in spite of them because Rao spend a lot of time in Gujarat. You know, in spite of that, you are losing them. Mm. And um, another another reason could be because uh, get this started and give him like one and a half year before two thousand nineteen.
0: But they could have done it now two months ago before yeah. uh, you know having that um, Gujarat taint on him.
1: Or maybe but before anyway, before he goes off on a vacation again. Yeah, I, I mean was, I don't know. But but but, anyway. <laughs> (laughs) But quite frankly, and I'm coming to you, Anand, in a second, uh, there are two two reasons why Congress always falters in Gujarat. I've said this in my piece. 40% of Gujarat is urban seats, 35 to 40%. And it's almost, and that is virtually a BJP bastion in Gujarat. Ahmedabad, Baroda, Surat, all these places. Mm. And Congress never focuses on it. He did a roadshow in Surat. He's not even come to Ahmedabad. He's coming to Gandhinagar. And Ahmedabad district has 21 seats out of 182. That's more than 10%. But, look, ar, Aisha, next week or something. but if you really want to challenge BJP in a bastion or if you really want issues, you know, BJP has done some work in the urban areas, though there is a lot that left, is left, especially the Anandibayans reign, did, BJP didn't cover itself in glory in Gujarat, those two years. So he could have targeted them on it, but yeah. they're just not serious about it. So yeah. they're they are not going to win it. And, yeah. and if you have the same failed leaders from 20 years, it just shows that you're not,
0: they don't have a face and they don't have a credible face on gujarat no, as you, have, skinny, said you, you times.
1: have to take a gamble right yeah. bjp did not win gujarat in one go mm. it took them a lot of lost elections uh, thing and lot of gambling on different faces different faces yeah. to get them there mm. they had local level district faces the two people who revived bjp in Ahmedabad are guys called Harim patak and ashok pat mm. people sitting in delhi might not even heard not have enough. heard about them but they they made it and then of course modi solidified it that it's a bastion now. Mm, so, agree, Anyways, but what do you think uh, Anand about the Gujarat elections and Rahul Gandhi?
2: No, I think uh, Gujarat is obviously, uh, I would say BJ, I mean, you know, 100% BJP is going to win. Hmm. Uh, but you know, I have an interesting thing to, uh, I've been noticing this, you know, people have been saying for the last three years that, uh, you know, the end for Congress is nigh, Congress, Mokhtar, Congress, I I disagree. Hmm. I think in our country there are enough gullible, you know, fools around Hmm. to always uh, have such parties around. You know, they will always, at least for the next 20, 30, 40 years, Hmm. because if you look at the, uh, uh, you know, from the perspective of uh, what happens in the South or what used to happen, uh, uh, you know, people more often than not succeed in our country, and I've said this before, mm. uh, because uh, not of from their successes, but from other people's failures. Mm. And you know, you had this pendulum swing, for like 20-30 years, AIA, DMK, one, five years, complete sweep, then mm. mm. DMK, complete sweep, then mm. AIA, DMK. So, uh, you know, it was not... That uh, AI uh, DMK promised something that it's going to succeed. No, it is because the other party has failed miserably, and we saw that in Punjab. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Rahul Gandhi did not um, uh, go for electioneering in Punjab, but Congress won. So there would not be a Congress Mukh thing as long as there are governments uh, that do not fulfil their promises that actually fail.
1: Mm-hmm and the incumbency is a huge uh, factor but, but but i have a i have a slight uh, joke about punjab i think that amrindar singh became the cm narendra modi was more happy about it than rahul gandhi <laughs> 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 no i mean
2: he's, yeah yeah you know and i think if uh, if i'm not wrong amrindar singh actually not so much as forbade rahul gandhi to come to yes punjab, oh yeah yeah he, yeah, he did he did he he did
0: not just that and then he also forced um, him to declare him as the chief ministerial candidate he said otherwise I'll go and form another um, party so Amrinder Singh's win in Punjab is completely his own thing yeah. and uh, rahul gandhi and cannot claim. claim 0.1% credit no and, and
1: again i have this conspiracy theory about that also amrinder singh the congress uh, amrinder singh's congress has done very well in urban punjab which was supposedly bjp's stronghold. Yeah. and in rural they have actually had a stiff challenge from akali dal True. I, I almost feel that um, i think even bjp did not want Akalis to get another term But that's that's just my conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. and I mean that's one alliance. Them and Sena, I think BJP has to has to eventually. We
0: have talked about it. The way they, uh, you know, finally did. uh, You know, Mm -hmm. the Sena is almost on the last legs, Uh, but I think. But again,
1: uh, what what Anand said is very significant. You cannot call the Sena out. They still went ahead and uh, became the single largest party in the Mumbai BMC. Now, although BJP is only two seats behind, but But Sena is the single largest party. Yeah. So and and, and and that that that's that's how it is in India. Yeah. You can't write off anything.
2: You and, cannot. I mean this is one And which one is a good thing other, also honestly, in a way. You cannot write off anyone. Yeah. You yeah. know, people spring up and suddenly you know they're like the flavor of the day and uh, even they are surprised to be honest you
1: surprised what the hell happened here so I, I remember and this is not not saying I'm predicting in 2009 uh, when well, after BJP lost the election uh, yashwant Sinha, Jaswant Singh they all came out what is Hindutva and uh, these NDTV but in a way, no no I want to say something and Arun Shauri did this famous walk the talk with Shekhar Gupta where he called Rajnath Singh as Alice in Blunderland mm. told that RSS should bombard the BJP headquarters mm. and I remember talking with friends and friends were like 2014 those gaya, 2019 can BJP aa BJP and I'm like <laughs> in India, five years is a long time. You don't no, no. know what is going. The same friends by two thousand eleven were saying Congress to gaya. Congress to gaya
0: When CRI and... started in two thousand eight, nine, I remember um, Amar and Prasanna and I. We always uh, used to talk. No, no, we need to have some place, some platform where we can talk. Remember, all platforms are closed for us at that time. Yeah. No one would publish us. No one. So when CRI and all we all started, and we used to sit, we said, and this is exactly what we used to think in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. We need to have a platform because we don't know how long this Congress government is going to be here, and we will never have anybody listen to us. No one knew that 2014 this is going to happen. So you cannot write off anyone. That's that's. But at the
2: same time, if you remember so that 2004. Yeah. No one gave Congress a chance.
1: No one
0: gave Congress a chance. But, exactly.
1: But I have to say here, I think a lot of people. Get uh, get this analysis a little differently. I think people, cephologists got the seats of Congress reasonably correct because they were saying between one hundred and twenty, one thirty, and Congress ended up with one forty-five. Yeah. I think what happened was they overestimated the BJP. Yeah. And because BJP or Congress ke each the difference was only seven seats. No.
0: The point is that Congress did well enough to form a government. Not That's well enough. Well it enough was that it a- in
1: two thousand nine. Yeah. BJP did
0: bad enough that Congress could form yeah. the government. Okay, yeah. BJP did bad enough. A- and me. and the four states where BJP
1: got washed out was UP with ten seats. Andhra they got a big zero and Chandra Babu Naidu got 5 or 6, mm. Tamil Nadu there with their alliance got a zero yeah. and congress swept all 39 so that's where they got um, another and the, the fourth one I forget even Gujarat actually they didn't do that congress did reasonably well yeah. uh, so so that was the, the reason but, but yeah
0: what you said is right that you, can you cannot f- write off anyone Sa- and thank god in a bigger picture Anand that is a good thing you know that that's a that very good thing. you know because that stops us from becoming Zimbabwe Absolutely. So in a, this, really picture, in a bigger I picture, in a bigger picture, this is good thing. Narendra Modi realizes that he is probably not going to get as many votes in uh, seats in 2019. Yeah. That is
2: why I think he's actually changing the, uh, you know, his outlook a little bit. He's yeah. actually, he's, he's wooing... Constituencies that BJP has not wooed in 50 60 years, yeah. you know, from Chansan Day yeah. So he, he realizes this. He, he, he's out to beat the anti
0: incumbents. Yeah. So that that makes me proud of uh, the fabric that we have <coughs> No, made in what India you said about uh, Ujwala was fascinating
1: because yeah. I actually read a piece on that. Uh, I think it was in the print. Ujwala is a
0: hit. No, no, no absolutely,
1: but in the print or something. Mm. And because this is significant because this was someone from the Downs, right, which was a part of Gujarat where mm. Modi is very popular. But still, he she equated the Ujjwala Ujwala to Modi. to Modi. Maria
0: Shakil had. Maria, done that's it. what I'm yeah. saying on, on yeah. the print
1: edition or was it News18? News18. I'm News sorry. 18. News News 18. 18. News 18.
0: Uh, yeah she had done that uh, huh. piece so that's excellent
1: excellent stuff yeah. so uh, that's that but um all in all this is what it is one last f- two three minutes i wanted to get your sense on trump how do you perceive trump because over here he's going from one he's plunging from one depth to another And he, <laughs> I, I, you know i think trump is one of
2: those anomalies that only i would say um, you know americans can actually come up with <laughs> so i'm quite lucky that uh, you know to be in india I, I really don't think we can elect someone like Trump.
1: No, but I mean, yeah. Kejriwal Kejriwal. And,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> if Kejriwal becomes the
1: chief minister, then yeah, I would probably... Prime, minister. Prime minister, I know, but no, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, the, the whole thing is, the guy is, uh, you
2: know, I, I still, I still can't believe that a person like him can actually come up, so, yeah. and... Uh, you know, it wasn't really that much of anti-incumbency, see,
1: and it's it's one of those really strange occurrences. No, I think the, see, so, I don't believe in the conspiracy
2: theory, probably you know, as yet that <laughs> Russia, you know, kind of changed the election so much that Trump won. I really don't know how much credence uh, to give to
1: that side. I actually believe the Michael Moore theory about (laughs) Democrats sidelining. The simple things was the three, four states that swung it for Trump were the Rust Belt states. And Hillary did not campaign in a couple of them as she should. And what what happened uh, as a result of that was that um, uh, Trump won Wisconsin, Michigan, where no Democrats have won for a long time. The problem with Trump is the kind of folks that are coming up. There is this guy called Roy Moore in Alabama that uh, trump is not condemning him no. and the, uh, i think washington post or someone said that there was a race like this uh, when george w bush or hw bush i think was the president um and there was a guy who was virtually endorsed by the guy from kkk david duke mm-hmm. and um he endorsed a democrat over him
0: yeah So if they they can do that, I mean, why can't Trump go against this? Because Trump, you know, Trump won on a wave of, uh, and people don't accept it yet, but I think in another 10 years, it's going to come clearly and historians are going to write about it. Uh, Trump rode on the wave of anti-globalization. This was the moment when Americans felt that we are too much we have we are done becoming the world um, uh, policeman we don't we don't we don't want to cop around the world we don't want to be cops in the international uh, scenario we want to focus on back on america make maga make america great again that is what one trump doesn't that happen every uh, election cycle i mean i remember obama you know not as much not for the time for the not, time, not as much Anand. Actually, uh, not as much Anand. Issues. No, not as much, Anand. Everyone talks about, everyone talks about making America great. Not, no question about it. They will always say that this is the greatest America and this and that. But at the cost of completely withdrawing from uh, pub- uh, you know international sphere that is what only trump said in last 20 years he's the only <coughs> one who said we will withdraw from everywhere else we are not interested in creating democracies everywhere else we are see earlier there was a complete consensus that america draws its power from becoming the world policeman from making sure that americana is spread everywhere so that was an untold thing between uh, republicans and um, democrats Uh, trump broke that he said we are not even interested in any deals we're not interested in paris summit we're not interested in any of this all that we have done before we are retreating from this so what one was American retreat so that is what it will be how American retreat will shape the global order 20 years from now we will see but this was a complete um, uh, vote for American retreat and, and
1: one thing that's where I don't agree with a lot of people who compare Trump and Modi and all say that this no, is the rise of the right I move. have actually written about that, it yeah. Yeah, absolutely that the mandate that Trump came up with is very different from the mandate absolutely. Modi came with and yeah. e- even different from the mandate that Theresa May came with yeah. again. So you cannot just say because the right of center party has got mandate, ki, you know, uh, right wing is rising over the yeah. world or something because the constituencies are very
0: different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Modi is compared to uh, Trump, Reagan, Thatcher, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe Mao as well. But he's <laughs> he's, he's none of son. that. Gandhi, everyone's going, oh, how Modi Indira Gandhi. No. Gandhi so he's you know, none he's of, of, that. of that. None of that. So, yeah. uh, yeah,
2: but Modi has uh, Modi has acted very strangely, very
0: unmodi-like, you know, mm. uh, which is what has surprised me. To be honest with you,
1: no, but and I think um, sorry, know, from his, Guj- his
2: Gujarat uh, persona and his prime ministerial persona, is uh, chalk and cheese, you
1: know. Yeah. I, I think well, I'm going to slightly disagree. Actually, in terms of his governance, his initial approach to the uh, Delhi was similar to what he did in Gujarat, empowering the bureaucrats and almost bypassing your ministers. Yeah. But that did not work. So, and I will tell you one thing: that Modi is a, probably the quickest thinker and probably the smartest politician now. Now, I'm not uh, saying this just for it because, because the um, the way he can change, he realizes that this is not working. And you, the the biggest example is land acquisition bill. After that, Modi completely turned, I would say, center to left of center from right of center. And then you realize what you said, there are some reforms that need to be done. So GST, he completely turned again right of center Hmm. because because the amount of maybe GST initially wasn't. But the way the taxes have been slashed and stuff, Hmm. this is probably the most right of center thing we've seen in India for the last 15 years.
0: Yeah. In terms of economics
1: yeah. yeah so and of course we have to say that the center in india is very compromised so anything seems right of center mm. so <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's that so anyways we are coming to the end of the podcast um it was fascinating discussion before we come to that anand uh, I wanted to ask you if you have any non-political recommendations for our listeners this week Yes,
2: I do because he asked for it. So I think uh, I watched this uh, fantastic television show recently called Mind Hunter. Mm. Uh, oh,
1: I, I had recommended it two weeks ago. I love the yeah. show. I love the oh, show. Oh, sorry. No, please, no. Please, please, go please, go please, ahead, please go ahead. Please. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Please.
2: Yeah, but uh, I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, it's 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 really amazing, and it it should be watched. It is basically the genesis of psychological uh, uh, profiling hmm. in crime and how uh, you know uh, psychological profiling helped people to find criminals absolutely fascinating and you know if you read the history of how it developed it's a really brilliant show absolutely brilliant no show. and
1: how they come yes. up with the term serial killer because that's the crux of the show is yes, exactly. very very fascinating so the guys and yeah. also the cliff see how, because it's two fbi agents interviewing guys and implying Im- implementing it to the real world so that is yes. sounds very boring but they made it so interesting
2: oh and, it was amazing
1: and the amazing. cliffhanger the last the finale was outstanding Yes So I agree My recommendation is another Netflix show Called Stranger Things (laughs) It's a brilliant show Anand if you haven't watched it You should watch it I
2: haven't I haven't What is it called
1: sorry? Stranger Things Stranger
2: Things Alright
1: it's probably netflix highest rated show um it has like a rating of 96 or 98 percent on rotten tomatoes so um it's 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 brilliant the acting the way and it's you would not think because it's sci-fi little bit of thriller and just a small horror component but it's not really horror but it's 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 pure science fiction it's just fun to watch and it's set in the 80s so as i mean i'm sure you because i i I was a science geek that's why i took up engineering i'm sure you were as well so that's like appeals to the science geek in us <laughs> oh it does it
2: does i love period dramas i
0: know you're absolutely yeah ha, so anyway sunanda your recommendation my recommendation comes from something that was published in mind makers this week and the, this piece became completely viral in the sense that viral is not even described i mean we had out pourings and we had people completely you know uh, going berserk over what they had read it was a piece by a psychologist who had written uh, about Birla temple and Birla Mandir that and he did uh, you know did this whole thing about um, uh, trans-generational um, uh, trauma and how Birla temple is a symbol of that that this is the first temple that came after uh, in 1936 it was built almost after a thousand years of Delhi being ravaged by Islamist rulers and this is the first big temple that came up I have lived all my life in Delhi I have been to Birla temple which is officially called Lakshmi Narayan temple almost almost about a hundred times if not more and I never thought about this I never thought that it was a temple of resistance it was the first temple that was built after this long in heart of Delhi so I or everyone who lives in Delhi I mean I had actually people coming to, me and, uh, coming to me and saying you know after we read this piece we are going to change our DP's for a while to um, Birla, temple. Birla temple so I would recommend people to go there and spend a minute and think read this piece and spend a minute thinking about history of Delhi and people who don't live in Delhi I know everyone goes to Delhi for one reason or the other Sarkar is there but do go to this temple because I know in my next trip to De- Delhi I am going to go and I'm just going to sit there and I'm going to think about this read this piece and go to Birla temple that is my recommendation for this year
1: <laughs> and uh, Anand if you haven't read this piece I'll send it to you
0: you must read it I think I sent it to him already but I'm not sure yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a fascinating piece
1: because I, I myself did not know about
0: this because this is not a historian writing this is a psychologist writing so he has taken you know approached it in a completely different way so that's what touched people and a lot of people said you know we haven't thought about that we haven't really thought about this
2: it's very nice perspective that you brought sonanda that sometimes in talking about history uh, it is very important to actually, uh, you know, don the hat of a psychologist. Yeah.
0: And I think, if you remember, I think the, the second part of the India trilogy, I think it was Wounded Civilization, Nyapalm, mm. where he goes to Vijayanagara. Yes. And that
2: that is some of the most astonishing passages in history and literature ever written, I would say. I agree. Say. You know, I agree. It's, it's almost. He sees the stones are crying.
0: Yes. And he, he draws the psychological profile of Indians as what happened to India yeah. after that, you know. Yeah,
2: I agree, and I agree. That, that was the inception point, and so it's beautiful and it's so mm. important. And I, I'm going to read this piece because I, you know, what interests me is. Um, uh, not so much uh, as buildings, but ruins. And yes. In many ways, uh, you know, because ruins have a story. You know, a fresh building True. you can admire, but a ruin—the first thing that comes to mind—oh my God, what has happened here? Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. so yeah.
2: Uh, that's why psychological uh, is uh, you know thinking about these things in psychological terms. Uh, I really like so yeah. thanks very much for the recommendation I'll thank
1: definitely you. read ha, we'll, we'll send you the link to it so it'll be, it'll be uh, specifically but um, that uh, brings us uh, tragically to the end of the podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sorry Anand we went a little time. but uh, good, not at all not uh, at all good, Absolute pleasure. G- good, good conversations rarely uh, <laughs> depend on the clock <laughs> so anyways uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, thank you thank you thank, thank you Anand thank, uh, you, thank, thank you, you so much you and say for, say uh, say uh, say thank you twice. and for all our listeners We'll be back next week with more. Till then, keep tuning into mind.net.